Hello and welcome to Dear Liz, a Melbourne Demons fan podcast. Neats, I have to admit I'm feeling a lot better about the team right now. We're playing competitively and we're holding on to our draft pick. What did you make of the game against the Eagles? <laughs> you know, I thought Fritch was just awesome. And it's funny because during preseason, everybody was talking a lot about Fritch and how he was going to have this absolutely explosive season. Um, but, you know... I think for various reasons, probably because the team wasn't playing well as a whole. Um, that didn't really quite pan out in the first half of the season, but he, I thought he was awesome. And it was so he great was to see. He was really, really fantastic. It felt like he was announcing himself. Yeah, it? yeah, it did. It did. It felt like he could have had like four, four or five, really. Right. Um, how many did he kick? He kicked, I think, four goals. He right. took 14 marks. Yeah, he took a lot. Yeah, and yeah. I can't... That's got to be the most a Melbourne forward has taken for a long time. I maybe agree maybe Jesse would have done it once or twice at his absolute height. Yeah. That's a lot of marks. It was awesome. And I think um, he just looked like he brought his own ball and he just looked awesome. And it was, um, I mean, look, it was a bit of a disappointing end. And again, our kicking yeah. um, for goal proved to be the real um, problem. But, you know, he was a real shining light. I thought he did great. I thought he was fantastic. And he's got this great ability to find space. Um, it's a beautiful kick. It's a beautiful kick. And he has a bit of forward craft, unlike yeah. some of the other guys. Even Tom McDonald. I mean, he, he was a very effective forward last year. But you still get the sense that he's a bit of a renovated defender who's managed to find a trick. But Fritz just seems like he could be a really good forward. He's very skinny. So I always worry that he's just going to get sort of beaten up on the forward line. But he seems to be, he was holding his own on the weekend against, you know, a really good um, Eagles defense. Yeah, he's very classy. And I feel like he's someone who's maybe was a little bit of a victim of his own versatility. Because they put him up back last year to plug some holes when we needed a defender. And then they kind of kept him there because yeah. he was doing pretty decently in that role. But he started off as a forward and he seems much more comfortable as a forward. Completely. And we need him as we a forward, him as quite a forward. frankly. Yeah. Um, we just need his kicking. But yeah, no, that was a real positive. Also, Clary, what a game. Yeah, incredible. He was awesome. He was so he, good. He, you have to say he's had a pretty good year. I mean, maybe not quite as good as last year, but maybe that's just a reflection of the team. I mean, his contested ball has been incredible. He always accumulates, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I just think that, look, when you don't have the players around you to sort of really everybody just kind of looks worse in a, in a, you know, in a worse team, don't you think? I mean, except for some players who sort of stand out as like the rose amongst the um, thorns. But I do think that in general, you know, people just don't get that much credit when they're playing in such a bad team. That's right. But he's absolutely doing his job. I mean, he is, you yeah, can't say sure. that he's dropped off. Mm. Um, I think he's been fantastic. Another thing that was quite positive from the game, I thought, was Jordan Lewis in the forward line actually did a decent job. Yeah, I mean, again, some of the kicking for goal was a bit disappointing, and so was he. Which is weird, because I would have thought that would be his skill. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some of his kicking, kicking into the 50, though, was quite nice. Mm, mm. And I do, I do think it is, in a way, sometimes useful to have someone like Lewis in the forward line. Because for all his, his flaws as a player now, he does have a pretty cool head on his shoulders. And I do like it when he's pointing fingers and telling people what to do when they get the ball. Like Just as an on-field coach. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes we look like we really lack, particularly in the forward line, we lack complete direction sometimes. Right. And so it's nice to have someone who's like trying to organize and, you know, set up field placements, if you will. Totally. And they've tried playing him in that role in defense for exactly that reason. But the problem is he's just too slow and he gets exposed. Whereas in the forward line, you know, I don't think it's as big a deal. Maybe against other teams it will be a problem. But, you know, it is pretty decent. And this is the first week I've seen him play where I thought, you know, he could carve out a bit of a role for himself for a little while. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how we go for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Nitz. A very frustrating game. I mean, we... We should really should have won. We really yeah. should have. I mean, again, the goal kicking. What is yeah. going on? It's, it's, it's obviously up between the, you know, it's between the ears, isn't it? 
Yeah. Is it or is it skills? I'm not sure, but... I don't know what it is, but it did feel a little bit different to some other weeks in that we were getting a lot of marks and easy shots and missing. In other other weeks, we'd have a million inside 50s, but not that many really good shots. Yeah, exactly. We just didn't... We weren't even getting um, scoring opportunities, really. Right. There were kind of just these like shallow inside 50s that got turned over and went back the other way. Right, exactly, exactly. So... A lot of promise. Still frustrating not to get to win, but yet again, we keep our draft pick. Now we have pick two in the draft. Wow, you're already in tanking mode, aren't you? I mean, yeah. it's a bit sad. I do, look, I mean, we can get into Gary Lyon's thoughts on the season later, but it is quite extraordinary that we're facing the prospect of getting pick two. Yeah. I just never thought we would have pick two for another, like, ten years. It's a remarkable I know draft, that's crazy, yeah. but well, I just didn't think... the last one was Petrarca, what, four or five years ago? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think we would get... I just did not think that pick two would ever come up for a while, but there yeah. you go. Look at the world we're in. Do you still think we'll get pick two? I mean, we've been pretty competitive oh. the last few weeks. We've nearly been um, West Coast, competitive against the Dogs and Brisbane. I feel like we'll pick up a few wins. I don't know. I think Carlton are looking kind of like they're on a research. Mm. You know, they're, they're just looking, ominous, they're looking kind of ominous. <laughs> in the battle for <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I definitely don't think we'll come last, obviously. I think that Gold Coast will have, has secured that, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, kids. I think it's pretty... It's it's kind of almost... I'd be surprised if we didn't get pick two or pick three. Right. I don't yeah. think we're going to get pick four. Yeah. It's a stunning drop. Although, well, we should talk about Gary Lyon's comments now. So, so Gary Lyon came out after the game, as people probably would have heard, and said that Melbourne should be absolutely furious and that last season what we did well was an aberration and this season we're just back to the normal Melbourne mediocrity. What do you, what do you make of his... I mean, I think that's a bit harsh just because we did really well last year. And also, you know, the one thing that the club has said, which I really agree with, is that up until this year, we have had a very, very steady and um, steady rise. You know, we've just constantly been improving every single year. So all of those, it's, it's not like we've gone back to the Melbourne of old because the Melbourne of old wasn't, I mean, obviously the Melbourne of the Neald era was languishing in sort of 17th place. But since Ruse and Goodwin came on, that combo came on, we have always been improving. So it isn't the case that, uh, you know, I think it's, we're playing, we've been playing pretty badly this year, obviously, and not gotten the results. But I don't know, to say say that we're sort of back to the Melbourne of old as if like we're going to revert the past like four years is I think a bit extreme. Yeah, totally. I think the truth is we just overperformed a bit last year, but it wasn't necessarily something, a dramatic change from the progress we'd be making. We just had a bit of luck at the right time and got some momentum. And this year we've had no momentum, really. But I think most Melbourne supporters last year, if we had lost in the first final or in the the second final, I think a lot of Melbourne supporters would have been like, oh yeah, I mean, look, because we made the finals, which was again an improvement on the year before. But it's not like we were, you know, I don't think anyone really thought up until, you know, say for the last couple of weeks of the year, uh, until finals rolled around or, to, or until at least the West Coast game, I don't think people thought we were really going to be that damaging in September, right? Like, right. I think we overperformed by maybe a final or two. Yeah. Do you think we would have been better off this year if we'd lost those finals? It's an interesting question finals? because maybe it does prompt the club to make some more systemic changes. I mean, I think that, you know... I mean, you look at Geelong of last year, right? And they even came out and said recently that part of the reason for their resurgence this year was the fact that they got belted in that first final, right? So maybe in some ways it helps you not to win that first final because it forces you to address the weaknesses in your team and we didn't necessarily do that. 
in the off season. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure on that one. I, I don't know yeah. if it would have been any different, to be honest. No, we can't re-engineer history. But because there's, ultimately they were trying to address their deficiencies, right? right? They saw their defense as a deficiency, which it was, and they went out and got May. So it's not like they just rested on their laurels when it came to the team as a whole. They rested on their laurels when it came to the forward line, right. I think, but not when it came to sort of the team as a whole in terms of their back line. Well, I think one positive from this very bleak year is because we've been so bad and because we're not just fighting for eighth spot, we've had to change a lot of players around. I mean, the fridge going forward thing we might not have done. Uh, Jaden Hunt has been a good experiment. Um, you know, we've been trying a few different things and I guess we've probably tested a few players to see where they fit and even players who haven't succeeded in those positions will probably learn something. So Yeah, I think so. It'll just be very interesting to see how they approach the off-season because yeah. it sounds to me like... and. They are. It sounds to me like they are treating this year as the aberration, and they very much think it is the aberration, which is why, I mean, the only player they seem to be connected to is Langdon, mm. and that's it. Um, and, you know, it doesn't sound like they're trying to, like, really cash all in or go all out in terms of trading or free agency or anything like that. So maybe they do see it as just as an, an aberration. And, you know, Glenn Bartlett said they're not going to have some type of external review, um, you know, which, again, I mean, if they, and if they're wrong, I guess this is yeah. the thing, like... If they're wrong and this year they start next year the way that they started this year, they're in some serious strife. Oh, the pressure is going to be intense. Very I, much I so. I think most Melbourne supporters, even us, who are no fans of Simon Goodwin, will be willing to give them a year, just given all the injuries and a bit of bad luck and so on, if things go badly at the start of next year. Oh, I, I really wouldn't want to be Simon Goodwin. I think it would yeah. be, or anyone else in that club, really. I mean, they're all going to have to come under scrutiny. Right, right, right. Um, one more question for you, Neats, from this week. Which player brings you the most joy? Well, that's a bit of a difficult question to answer in this Christian kind of Salem. Salem? Yeah. Yep. I think just that's my kicking. He just yeah. makes me so happy. I just want the ball in his hands at all time. <sighs> what about that kick to Fritch? Oh, so good. Salem to Fritch. That's a combo I want to see, I don't know, forever. Really? Wasn't that just glorious? It was so good. Yeah. Is that the reason why you decided to name this podcast the Salem Fritch Trials? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, I wasn't coincidentally steering the conversation towards Fritch and Salem to justify the title, but yes, that is why I picked it. I think you absolutely were, <laughs> uh, because you were very, very proud of that sort of funny yeah. literary reference. It doesn't really make sense. Though. It doesn't I mean, at all. What's no the trial? trial? It doesn't. Anyway. Or maybe it's the trial of two good kicks kicking to each other. I guess that's true. Mm. Yeah. Will they float or will they die in the Melbourne team? Oh, mm. look at you. I didn't even know you were a fan of um, The Crucible. There you go. Um, yeah. Salem is just so far and away our best kick. It's just absurd. He's so exquisite. Do you think he's like, I know this is going to be a big call. Do you think he's going to be as good a kick as like Lockie Whitfield? I mean... It's saying a lot, but he's just so good. And he just makes me so happy. How could his kicking improve? I know, it's so good. Like just watching it on the weekend, like what would you change about it? He's just playing a different game to everyone else, really. Yeah, and I don't think he kicks as long as he can, which is maybe deliberate. But he's just so pinpoint. And the way he just places the ball into space. Look... There's not much to enjoy, I have to say. You watch Braden Proust clunking out of the oh, goal square and so, oh, falling over. And you watch was, Corey you know Wagner getting done holding the ball. And you watch all this stupid crap happening every five minutes. And then you see Christian Salem and you're like, oh yeah, I can see something. Braden Proust's moment <laughs> <laughs> with the attempted mark was really comical. But you know what? It just prompted this sort of... It's for all the people who've been calling for Proust to be in the team, of which I am definitely one. Yeah. It did maybe give me pause and 
sort of forced me to maybe uh, grapple a little bit with the fact that maybe the club is right. Oh, you just had a bad game. I know, I know. But it's it, probably it, it a was quite a comically it bad game. Just a very, yeah. It was just a very comical moment in particular. Yeah. I can't think of many funnier moments for the year than that moment. Well, that was, it was a bit, <laughs> of a, bit, of a bit of a weird subplot that Nat Nui goes out and you think Gorn and Proust are just going to destroy Hickey. And, and then, then Hickey essentially won the battle, I think you'd but say. But Gorn has always had some trouble with Hickey. He has, he has. He's kind of a strange it's a person weird to nemesis. Have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Last set makes more sense. Hickey, I don't really understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, well, on that, the ins and outs of this week. Do you think Proust keeps his spot? I mean, look, it's just one really bad game. But I do wonder whether when him and Gorn play together, Gorn seems to suffer a little bit. Yeah, well, it seems like we played him because we needed a target up forward. I mean, obviously, we're just so struggling for tall timber. But if Wiedemann's back this week, and it sounds like Tim Smith played in the reserves last week. Yeah. So if he comes into consideration, then surely... I would definitely play Smith ahead of Proust. I think yeah. Smith's shown plenty when he's getting a chance. You also love Smith. I do love Smith. I'm, I'm definitely not. But I like Proust too. Um, I just think <laughs> Proust, for all, for all his strengths, is he going to be a gun forward? I don't know. I mean, all the goals he kicked were pretty random. Like the two goals in the Sydney game were kind they of They were pretty absurd. awesome games. One was like 60 metres out. The other was like this weird snap from the boundary. Yeah. He's not really taking normal forward goals. So it does make me wonder. About... But we thought it meant that he was more skilled, not less skilled. Yeah. I think he's more of an X-factor player. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Unexpectedly. So yeah. No, I agree with you. I think I think Weed or, or Smith should get a go. Um, poor Kennedy Harris. I don't know what I he's know. meant to do. He just keeps banging down the door, but they don't seem to give him a go. If they don't pick him this week instead of maybe, say, Lockhart, who's been a bit quiet. Mm. I don't think Kennedy Harris is going to play again. It seems a bit rough to me. I agree. He just always had bad injuries at the right time, at the wrong times. Yeah, but I mean, our small forward setup is just atrocious. Mm. We have nothing. No, we, we don't. Really have no small forwards. And if we had that, and you compare it to West Coast on the weekend, jeez, we could have won that game. Um, Neat Sim Kilda, our old nemesis, the team oh, yeah. we really, really love to win, uh, to beat. What do you uh, think? I, I give us a chance. I think maybe we'll get up by like ten points. What do you base that on? Nothing aside from the fact that at some point they're due. Look, if Richardson was still coaching, I think we'd win. Yeah. But I just think this caretaker factor, all the caretaker teams are doing really well. Ratten, I think, is a very good coach. I think he's a very underrated coach. Yeah. I can't believe Carlton got rid of him. Right. Right, yeah. And he used to be a midfield coach. He did Mm. a pretty good job. I just think they've got a tiny bit of momentum as far as it goes. We're coming back from from Alice Alice, Springs. Yeah. I just find it hard to see how they'll how we'll beat them. I mean, it isn't Marvel, which is usually good for us, but we don't have Dean Kemp playing. He just demolished us last time. That's true. That's mm. true. It broke my heart. Yeah, I, I think we'll we'll lose by a few goals. Really? Um, and really stamp ourselves as the candidate for uh, Anderson pick number two. Or unless we trade that away for another inside midfielder, which I think is on the cards. <laughs> Who's left? Who are the inside midfielders? Oh, they'll find left? someone. <laughs> really? Some dour, gritty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly the type of player we need. Some grit. Yeah. Um, yeah, no skills, just all grit. Um, <laughs> but I do wonder, what do you think they'll give up for Langdon? I mean, I'd be fine with giving up a pick, I don't know, 18? He's a good player. He's a top 20 pick player. I don't think he's better than that. Yeah, I'm just concerned because it doesn't sound like he's all... That and like skillful. It sounds like he's just very quick. I think he's he's decently skillful. Look, I've only watched him play a couple of times, but he looked all right to me against Melbourne. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, do you think Gus might go to the West? I mean, that's no, no, a not massive as a straight swap. Not as a straight swap. Yeah, um, no, I don't think so. I mean, he had a decent game yeah. on the weekend. In fact, and we forgot about the Rowan Bell Award for underrated performance, but I think it probably has to be Gus. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. 
I thought he did a really good job on Elliot Yard. Yeah, I mean, he kept him to 15 touches. He got 15 of his own. I mean, not huge stats, but his aggression was great. At least he's getting back into the swing of things. And he started to show some real promise at the end of the game, I think. Yeah, when he starts to... He does this little step away from the contest late in games when he's feeling good about himself. He's starting to get that. Look, I don't want to lose him. I just wonder if that's that's the way things are going. because. But I don't understand why. I mean, his brother's over there. Um, we need to... You know, if we're trying to get some pace in, we have to give someone good... I just don't think that Gus is the answer. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think so either. But if if the coaches haven't found a role for him and don't seem willing to play him in the role he wants, who knows if he wants to stay, right? Like, we're assuming he does. Mm. Who knows, right? He hasn't looked particularly happy, although who would be happy this season? I don't think anyone is happy this season. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't like that trade either. I don't think we'll do it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If only you could bring in a, a quick small forward like Dean Kent. That's mm. what I think we could really use to revitalize. Well, like just like Bobby Hill or something. Why aren't we drafting any of these guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby Hill would be good. Um, all right, Nitz. Thank you all for joining us again for another week of Deluded. Our next episode will be recorded in Ibiza. Or how do you pronounce Ibiza. it? Ibiza. Ibiza. God, you bastardized the language, don't you, Kieran? I'm just a normal Aussie bloke. That's you. Oh, here we go. Here you dial <laughs> up the accent. Just a normal Aussie bloke who spends his days thinking of cute puns for his podcast. That's true. Exactly. Last time, um, for those of you who remember, it was insane in the membrane. Yes. And we got a lot of positive feedback about that. It's By good. we, I mean Kieran. And he yes. was very proud of that one. So please um, tweet your plaudits or Instagram us your plaudits. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we love hearing them. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you after the St Kilda game. Please follow us on Instagram, uh, Deal Little Podcast. And until next week, go Dees. Go Dees.